and everything was very good. But as we saw, because of the lies of a serpent, humanity turned from God. We fell into sin. We lost our way with God. And the world turned upside down, bringing death and brokenness. Yet we are not without hope. A light shines in the darkness. And this is the meaning of Christmas. Christ has come. He is Emmanuel, God with us. You know, long before Mary wrapped Jesus and placed him in a manger, Christmas was foretold. God planned this from the very beginning. And what we saw is that where the fall enters, the story of Christmas begins. God announces his very first promise of a Savior way back at the dawn of the ages, the opening pages of Scripture, Genesis 3, verses 14 through 15. The Lord said to the serpent, the one who had tempted our first parents, God said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He, this coming Savior, will crush your head, referring to the serpent, but you, the serpent, will strike his heel. What an amazing prophecy that is, isn't it? It assumes the humanity of Jesus. He will be the offspring or born of a woman. How about that? Yet if you think about it, it actually goes even further. Because how could one who is only human triumph over the power of Satan? It points to his divinity. It foreshadows the cross. As Jesus crushes the head of this serpent, the liar, it says that the serpent will strike the Savior. That prophecy at the beginning of the Bible is just the beginning. The thread of the Christmas story continues to run throughout the Old Testament, comes to the prophet Micah, Micah foretells the Messiah's birth in Bethlehem, Micah 5.2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth from me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting this prophecy from Micah was written 700 years before Jesus was born. It accurately predicts the place of his birth in Bethlehem. And it tells us who he is. A ruler whose origins are from what? Everlasting. It speaks of his pre-existence, of his divinity. It's incredible. And these are just two of more than 300 prophecies in the Old Testament. I foretell the birth of Jesus in stunning details, everything from 
the place he would be born, to the circumstances that surround it, even the timing itself. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, uh, fulfilled prophecy is one of the most exciting and powerful evidences of the Christian faith. Put it this way. I have a wife who likes to drop hints about what she'd like for Christmas. Anyone have that experience? All right, single guys, I'm just going to help you out a little bit tonight. If she ever gives any hint of anything she wants for Christmas, it could be July. you got to remember that. And for me, if everything goes according to plan tomorrow, I will have gotten the hint. She could probably predict tonight the gift she'll get tomorrow, and she'll just have to wait and see. But the prophecies in the Old Testament are, are like these little hints. They tell us of something exciting on the horizon, as something we've never seen before. And in Bethlehem, it was unwrapped for all the world to see on the very first Christmas. As we come to the Christmas story tonight, we, uh, let's, br let's bring out from under the tree one last prophecy of Christmas one of my favorite and it's the prophecy of Emmanuel God with us God came in Jesus to rescue us from our sin so that we could experience what I believe is the greatest gift of all it's the gift of Emmanuel God with us here now the story of Christmas Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 23 this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel which means God with us. Let's take a moment and pray. God, we are so grateful for this moment to remember the true meaning of Christmas and how you loved us so much. You came in Jesus Christ to rescue us from sin and to deliver us from all the evil that there might be a new creation. And there might be life out of death. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for tonight, God. And I pray that you would speak to our hearts and change our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're looking at Emmanuel, the prophecy of Emmanuel. What does this mean? Number one, it means Jesus is God. Jesus is God. Take another look at verse 23. 
It says the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So within this passage, we see two clues that Jesus is God. And the first one is just the name itself. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. In other words, God has come in Jesus Christ. And we see the response. The magi bow in worship. The shepherds return from their fields rejoicing. The disciples say, who is this? That even the winds and the waves obey him. Thomas cries out, my Lord and my God. You and I have never met a person who was alive long before they were born, but Jesus was. Only Jesus could say, before Abraham was, I am. He is the eternal God. He is the ruler whose origins are from everlasting. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. The second clue in this passage that Jesus is God is just the nature of his birth. Christ comes to us in a miraculous conception, which is foretold by the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 7, 14. This is what it says. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and we will call him Emmanuel. Isaiah wrote this 700 years before Jesus was born. And what Isaiah predicts, Jesus fulfills. Matthew 1.18. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And then verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. We are stunned. We are left in wonder. The eternal Son of God would be born through the power of the Holy Spirit without father, biological father, to a virgin named Mary. You ever think about that? Think, just think God could have done it another way. Right? He's God. Absolutely. Like, God didn't need Joseph and Mary. Jesus could have just shown up. Hello. Hey, I'm here. But think about that. Without a biological parent, I think we would have doubted his divinity, wouldn't we? Well, let's take it the other direction. Maybe Jesus says, okay, I'm going to be born biologically from both Joseph and Mary. God could have done that. He, like all of us, would have two biological parents. God could have done that. But I think we would have doubted his divinity, wouldn't we? But why the, why the virgin birth? Great question. Because in the most perfect way possible, it tells us who Jesus is. He is fully human, and he is fully God. 
conceived by the Holy Spirit, and born of the Virgin Mary. And if that is true, think about what that means for you and for me. The television and radio show host Larry King was once asked if he could interview anybody from history who he would like to interview. He said, right away, that's easy. I'd interview Jesus. And he asked, what is the one question you'd like to ask him? Larry King said, I would ask him if he was indeed virgin born. Because the answer to that would define history for me. Now, if there is a creator God, a virgin birth is nothing. <laughs> that's easy for creator God. But the question I have for you today, have you seen the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ? That Jesus is not just a good teacher, he's not just a philosopher, he's not just a guy who's given us some good principles to live by. No, Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, that changes everything. That changes history, which is why we celebrate Christmas. And it can change my life, and it can change your life. Emmanuel tells us two things. Number one, Jesus is God. Number two, really good news. I love this. Jesus is with us. Do we have any kids in the room today? Come on, kids. A little shout out. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. My son Hudson loves Christmas. Uh, he and I sing Christmas songs while I brush his teeth all year long. Uh, we've been singing the 12 days of Christmas since September. Uh, plays in our house quite a bit. And uh, I've had some time to think about those gifts in the 12 days of Christmas. You ever notice how many birds there are in that song, 12 days of Christmas? There are a lot of birds. I looked it up. Uh, if you do the math, uh, because they add up and they repeat every day, you're getting more mostly birds, in fact. Um, if you do the math, over the course of 12 days, your true love would give to you 184 birds. That's a lot of birds. Like, what is anybody supposed to do with 184 birds? Calling birds, French hens, turtle doves, the geese laying, all that. Yeah, partridge in a pear tree, swans. I mean, birds everywhere. If your love, it's like, is your love language birds? We've got some ideas for you. So many birds. <laughs> There's a song that plays at Christmas time, the... 12 Days of Christmas, it's a version by Reliant K. I love this little tag. Uh, they say, they sing, what's a partridge? What's a pear tree? I don't know, so please don't ask me. But I can bet these are terrible gifts to give. <laughs> like, that'll preach. <laughs> Those would be terrible gifts. But truly one of the best parts about Christmas is giving and receiving gifts. I hope you get some amazing gifts this year. Kids, I know you're excited. The reason we give gifts at Christmas time is because God has given us the most incredible, the most mind-blowingly generous gift he could ever give us. It's the gift of his son. It's the gift of Jesus. It's the gift of his presence. God with us. Jesus is with us. It's a powerful truth we can hang on to tonight. There's joy and peace in our hearts tonight because... Jesus is with us. He's with us whatever we're going through, and he's with you.
I mentioned before, our Advent series began in the book of Genesis, where God creates us for a relationship with him. I always love the picture of, it says, Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day, living their life in relationship with God. And yet, Adam and Eve turned from God. They turned from his heart for a relationship, and they sinned. And just like all of us, the Bible says that sin separates us from God. But God didn't want it to stay that way, so he sent a Savior. And he's been promising a Savior from the very beginning. From the moment the fall entered, the story of Christmas began. And that story has been woven all throughout the Hebrew Scriptures. And the Old Testament anticipates that Christ will come, he'll forgive our sin, and he will reconnect our hearts to the presence of a God who loves us. And one starry night in Bethlehem, Mary gave birth to a son. And they called his name Jesus. Why? Because it says he would save his people from their sins. And Jesus would, in fact, go on to do that very thing. He went all the way to a cross. And on that cross, he bore our sin. He defeated death, and he rose in victory. Our Savior lives. He lives and reigns forever so that all who will call upon his name will be saved. Jesus did it all for us so that we could be forgiven and we could experience the greatest gift of all this Christmas season. And it's the gift of Emmanuel, God with us. If you've never invited Christ into, into your life, I would encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as confessing your sin. Believing in Jesus and calling upon his name. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, and whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. And this is the story of Christmas. Let's pray. God, thank you for tonight. We love you. We're so grateful for the greatest gift ever given, the gift of your son, Jesus, who paid the price for our sin and rose from the dead so that we can live every second and every moment of our lives in the presence of God, with the presence of God. There's no greater gift. Tonight, we acknowledge your glory. and We stand in wonder before this manger, before this fragile child who came, that we might know the true meaning of Christmas, Emmanuel, the hope of eternal life. Thanks for tonight. God bless each and every one of us as we celebrate the birth of our Savior this weekend. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.